Welcome back to History Talks with History Buff 1836. We're back. IT. Official. Set up. And uh, last time on Constitutional Rights of America, we talked about the amendments 17 through 22. So if you missed that episode, go check it out. Like a road warrant. You're not going to be 100% lost like some podcast. You have to listen from episode one in order. But this you want so oh, we're going to start uh, right now so amendment 23 was ratified March 29th 1969 uh, and it states as the following quote the district constituting the seat of government of the United States shall appoint in such manner as the Congress may direct a number of electors of president and vice president equal to the whole number of senators and representatives in Congress, to which the district would be entitled if were a state. But in no event more than least populous state, they shall be in addition of those appointed by states, but they shall be considered for and purposes of election of president and vice president to be electors appointed by a state, and that, and they shall meet in the district and perform such duties as provided by the 12th article of the amendment, end quote. Okay, um, so this um, amendment gives the residents of District of Columbia, aka D.C., uh, to vote for representatives of the Electoral College. And and then the second amendment, second session of this amendment, is that the uh, gives Congress the right to enforce the amendment like most. To it, and uh, Amendment Twenty Four ratified January Twenty Third, Nineteen Sixty Four, is the quote: "The right of citizens of the United States to vote in in any primary or other election for president or vice president, for electors for president or vice president, or for the senator." Our representative in Congress should not be denied or abridged by the United States or many states by reason of failure to pay any poll tax or other tax. Quote. So this amendment is protecting voting from taxes. So now taxpayers won't have to pay the tax to go and vote because before this went into effect, the um. The voters, the, the voters, when they went to the polling location, they would have to pay the tax in order to get the ballot. And some people weren't able to pay that tax, so that means their right to vote was limited because they couldn't pay that tax. Um, Amendment 25th, uh, ratified in February 10th, 1967, is uh, Section 1 states as the following. Alrighty, we're back. Quote, in case of the removal of the president from office or his death or resignation, the vice president shall become president. End quote. So pretty much straightforward. The president can't do his job, whether that's death or resignation, or maybe he's even a peach. The vice president must step up to the plate and fulfill the role as president. And there are, which we are going to get to here in a minute, I'm pretty sure. There are not, quote-unquote, 
they're not like laws, but there are sections in place and guidelines in place of what if the vice president cannot serve as president, not qualified. So, uh, section two, two uh, amendment twenty-five is when quote whenever there is a vacancy in the office of the vice president, the president shall nominate a vice president who shall take office upon confirmation by a majority vote of both house of both houses, Congress, that's Senate, and House of Representatives. And, and um, so th- this means that uh, whenever there is a vice president vacant, the president must elect a new pres- vice president nominee, and the nominee has to be confirmed by the House, Senate, and House of Representatives. And this happened a while ago, not with the vice president, but with the um, one of the judges on the Supreme Court. He re- he resigned. I think he retired. And President Trump had to nominate someone. That's a big hotel. This is not a political podcast, so I'm not going to get into all of that. But whether there's a thing in the um, Supreme Court or Vice President or his cabinet, he has to nominate someone. Section 3 states as the following, quote, Whenever the President transmits to the President pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker, House of Representatives, his written declaration that he is unable to discharge the powers and the duties of his office, and until he transmits them to a written declaration to the contrary, such powers and duties shall be discharged by the Vice President as Acting President, end quote. So this um, section 3 of 25 means that the president can make the vice president temporary acting president with the written declaration until there is a second declaration saying, I am back and I'm able to serve as president. And um, fun fact, uh, the latest that this happened was President Bush when he had two medical procedures, one in 2002 and one in 2017. He passed the powers down to Vice President Cheney. And then when he was healed and recovered back from the uh, medical procedures, he wrote the decor- another declaration saying, I'm back, I'm able to serve. And he was back. Alright, moving along. Section 4 is a long one. Whenever the vice president and majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments or such other body as Congress may by law provide transmit to the pro- president pro tempore of the Senate and Speaker of the House of Representatives the written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. The vice president shall immediately assume the powers and duties of the office as acting president. Thereafter, when the president transmits to the president pro tempore, of the Senate and the Speaker House Representative his written declaration that no inability exists, he shall resume the powers and duties of his office unless the Vice President and a majority of either the principal officers of the Executive Department or such other body as Congress may by law provide transmit within four days to the President pro tempore of the Senate and Speaker House of Representatives their right written declaration that the President is unable to discharge his powers of his office, thereupon Congress shall decide the issue, assembly within 48 hours, be the purpose, if not in session. 
if the Congress within 21 days after receipt of the latter written declaration, or if Congress is not in session within 21 days after Congress is required to assemble, determines by two-thirds vote of both houses that the President is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, the President shall continue to discharge the same as acting President, otherwise the President shall resume the powers and duties of his office. And quote, that was a long one and a bunch of runoff sentences and yeah, I probably sounded like I was rambling. I sounded like I was rambling. But uh, Section 4 basically is um, kind of an emergency amendment that the um, if the Vice President and um, House of People and the um, Speaker of the House of Representatives and uh, Senate thinks that the President is unable to Come, uh, is unable to do his words English. Unable to um, <sighs> unable to do his duties of his president, then he can have that power taken away, and that the um Congress has a certain amount of time that they have to act upon that if they don't act upon it by certain days, then that declaration is null. Does not work and stuff. So Amendment 26, ratified July 1st, 1971, states as the following, quote, the rights of citizens of the United States who are 18 years of age or older to, to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of age, end quote. So this gives um, citizens the right to vote that are age of 18. It lowered it from 21 down, and um, at this time, not a lot of, um, there wasn't really a set national guideline of it. Most states went with 21, and this gave it to it only being 18. Um, minute 20, I'm sorry if I keep on saying, um, well, that's just what I like to say. Maybe right along, a minute 27th is being, was ratified on May 7th, 1992. And which is the last amendment for now, unless they decide to make it an other amendment, but that is a long process. So, this is, quote, No law bearing the conversation of the services of the Senate and representatives shall take effect until an election of representatives shall have been intervened, in quote. So this amendment says the uh, representatives or Senate, they're new or getting that got a pay raise, shall not get that pay raise are start getting paid until Congress is in say is in the next session. So that's gonna be it for this episode. Peace.